0: What's up, everybody? We hope you are doing well. Over the past few months, we've been working on a new show on our Patreon page. It's called Conspiracy Court, and well, according to the feedback we've gotten from our Patreon subscribers, it's fucking awesome. It's similar to what we do on Asshole Court. We take both well-known and not-so-familiar conspiracy theories, break them down, discuss the validity, add a few laughs, and rate the believability of the conspiracy on a scale of 1 to 11. So, we have a special treat for all of our listeners this week, a free episode of Conspiracy Court. In this episode, we're going to dive into one of the more entertaining conspiracies, Is Bigfoot Real? Over the years, the Sasquatch has ingrained itself in pop culture, movies, TV shows, and many, many ghost stories around a campfire. As always, we encourage everyone to check us out on patreon.com ahcpodcast. Because they've labeled our show as explicit, you got to put the full name in the browser. If you just go to Patreon and search for us, you'll be shooting blanks. By becoming a Patreon subscriber, you're going to get voting power on future shows. In fact, an upcoming episode of Asshole Court was based off a recent Patreon poll. You also get some badass stickers and swag every couple months, and of course, all of the episodes of Conspiracy Court. Check it out today at patreoncom AHCPodcast and become one of the cool kids. Without further ado, kick back, relax, or hell, whatever it is you do while you listen and enjoy this episode of Conspiracy Court. Since the dawn of time, the legends told by different societies have painted pictures of mythical creatures dwelling in caves, dragons that live in the sea, devils, demons, and of course a Jewish carpenter that was born to a chick that was a virgin. Other than that guy, one of the most well-known and talked about legends is the subject of today's Conspiracy Court show, Bigfoot. For over a century, the legend of giant, hairy, ape, yet human-like creatures has intrigued the masses and sparked debate about their actual existence. There are some that are dead set on the fact that the same type of guy from Harry and the Hendersons fame may actually live in the woods near them. They've devoted hours of time, lots of money, and they've sacrificed their reputation as a normal person and dedicated their lives to the journey of finding a Sasquatch. Most people take it for what it's worth and think the videos and pictures we've seen over the years are just a bunch of overzealous weirdos playing make-believe in the woods. But with so many possible sightings, videos, and audio recordings out there, is there a possibility that we're the ones that may be in the wrong? Grab your backpack, your VHS camcorder, and a gel tab from the late 90s as we ask the question, is Bigfoot real, in this episode of Conspiracy
1: Court?
0: right boys let's get some pre-show scores for the question of is Bigfoot real buddy what you got
1: all right so um you know I remember hearing about Bigfoot a lot when we were growing up and you know I saw Harry and the Hendersons when I was growing up and that was a great movie I enjoyed it a lot but you know for me Sasquatch has always been a tough sell Every video that I've ever seen, it looks like whoever is holding the video camcorder has, like, Parkinson's. Like, it's always, you know, real jumpy. Yeah. And, um, you know, why don't we have any kind of, like, bones? Why don't we have any kind of skulls? Any kind of, like, just something that kind of points to it. Um, From a lot of the research that I saw, it was like... The smoking gun is always like an imprint of a foot
0: mold, and I'm like, yeah, okay, Hence Bigfoot. Well, that's <laughs> exactly right. Yeah, right. And oddly enough, we're going to touch on all those things that you just uh, that right. you just brought up. Oh, right?
1: Fantastic. Yeah. So, yeah, for me, it's always been a really tough sell. I'll get into a couple of the things that I found out during the research process throughout the course of the show. But for me, right off the rip, uh, I'm going to give it a 9.75. Unbelievability. Uh, yeah, because I, I think that it's just crazy. And I'm almost at the complete end of the, the spectrum on it. So, mm-hmm. yeah, right off the rip, 9.75 for me. All
0: right, 9.75 for Buddy. Mikey, what do you think about Bigfoot? So
2: there's like two scores for me, which is the actuality of Bigfoot or Squatch as I like to call him because it's just so rad Uh, whether he actually exists or whether I want him to exist or it because in that sense it's a solid one I want Bigfoot to be real so fucking bad (laughs) so fucking bad why? because he's so cool he's so fucking cool (laughs) He's so cool, and if he was real, he'd probably be pissed off and be like, "Why do they call me Bigfoot and not Big Dick?" Because <laughs> my he, name's
1: Big D yeah.
2: over here, he's not like, Big F. He's like, if I could, if I could get a hold of a razor and clean this up down here, y'all'd see what I was working with.
1: Uh, I just and, need a Brazilian wax down yeah, here, bro. It. You're like, oh god,
2: or he could be, which is funny because the uh, the the smallest penis ratio in in the the ape world is the gorilla. They have the tiniest wieners. Like really? the Silverbacks have the silverbacks tiniest? Silverbacks the tiniest wieners. Really? Yes. Huh, we compared the to their body size? Compared to their body size. So maybe wow. maybe Bigfoot, maybe that's why. Maybe Bigfoot wouldn't have a huge dick. Well, yeah. So okay. anyways, I digress. <laughs> uh, do I actually believe that Bigfoot or Squatch, as I like to call them again, exists? And I would say that I, it's very unlikely at this point. I would put it at... I would put it up as high as, as, as Buddy, but I mean, I don't know. Like said, there is a point where they're like, hey, we didn't even know like pandas were real creatures until like 100 years ago or something. So maybe, maybe there's a some very slim chance. So I'm going to go with a 9.25. Hmm. All, right. All right. I Nine like
3: that. Two
2: five. And a 1 for do I want them to exist.
0: <laughs> of course. Randy, what you got? All right. So I kind of fall in the same camp with you, Buddy, is we've never found... The fossils, the body, you know, my mind just tells me and the science would tell you, you would have found a dead Sasquatch at some point. By now. Yeah, 100%. Somebody would have found something. And there's a lot that we'll kind of get into that kind of dispels that number and why we possibly haven't ever found a a Bigfoot carcass or, or a body, anything like that. They there's a lot of bones. Oh, <laughs> there's a lot of funny shit over the years that have come out of Bigfoot. Right. Yeah. Harry and the Hendersons, not only the movie, but the TV show. Sure. Yeah. Sure. And
2: did you realize that John Lithgow was 23 when they filmed that? Oh, wow. wow. I'm joking. I made that up. Oh, okay. But I imagine he was pretty young. So. Well, I was about to
1: say, yeah, because the mom was a little bit older than yeah. that, like in real life. And that's kind of like in um, uh, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation yeah. or all the vacations. Yeah. Um, the mom was actually, like, old, like maybe, like, 15 years older. Beverly D'Angelo? Yeah, yeah
0: she's she, was, than that, she was, like, that, 10, much 15
1: older? Much, uh, years older than Clark. Yeah. Whoa, dude, that means that she's got to be, like, 100 now.
2: Yeah. Yeah. But, honestly, John Lithgow was just, like, the perpetually old man. He always yeah. looked old. But he had to been younger than us when they filmed that. That was, like, uh, 85 or something. Yeah. yeah.
0: And they had that classic station wagon That's in That's right. Yeah. Great movie. Yeah. And another funny thing that came out of Sasquatch was the uh, beef links, beef jerky right. commercials. Yeah. where uh, messing, messing with, Squatch. with Squatch. Yeah, I almost said fucking with Squatch, which
2: <laughs> they they couldn't <laughs> have got away with that.
0: But, um, but you know, going back to the science and the true believability of it, I'm not really buying it. So pre-show, I've got him at eight point seven five on a believability scale. Not quite as high as you guys, but honestly, we're we're on the top end of things here. Yeah, though. it's yeah. highly unlikely. Highly unlikely, that's right.
1: And it was a correction on that. Um, They had Beverly come in to play Clark's mother initially. That's oh, who she holy was, shit. That's who she was originally cast for, and they were that's like, crazy. no, why don't we make her her, her wife? Yeah, because yeah. she was hot. She's actually like 10 years younger than Chevy. Yeah, I was about to say, so.
2: she was attractive.
1: Yeah. Interesting. All
2: right.
1: Yeah. All right. With the 9.75 from Buddy a 9.25 from Mikey and an 8.75 from Randy is Bigfoot real scores a pre-show conspiracy court score of a 9.25. Yeah, that was pretty
0: easy math. Once yeah. I started adding the numbers yeah. up in my head, but yeah. yeah, I just kind
2: of spaced out <laughs> thought about, thought about the penis to size ratio of every primate that exists.
0: <laughs> All right. 9.25. Are you guys ready to, uh, Head to the woods and see what's out there.
1: Yeah, let's go out there and see what we can find. <laughs> that was let's the, go find Chewie. That was it. I mean, Chewbacca <laughs> is based on oh, the
0: Bigfoot. Oh, that's the only Bigfoot I believe in. Awesome. Yeah, let's do it. So, where does the legend of Bigfoot begin? The legends of Bigfoot go back beyond recorded history and cover the world in North America, and particularly in the Northwest. You can hear tales of seven-foot-tall hairy men stalking the woods, occasionally scaring campers, lumberjacks, hikers, and others hanging out in the woods for no real good reason. And what fucking crazy story would it be if it didn't involve Florida? In the early 1800s, a seminal myth circulated among the white settlers in the southeast of a foul-smelling, physically imposing, and secretive creature called Esti Capkaki, or the Cannibal Giant. So he was like a swamp monster at the time. Turned out he was Armenian. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just kidding, my Armenian friends. I know you're hairy. You are (laughs) hairy. A settler near what is modern day Apalachicola reportedly saw this ape like creature stalking fishermen and dipping into the settlement's food around eighteen eighteen. More recent sightings in the late nineteen seventies had him running around Dade County, Florida. Dade County yeah, <laughs> Bigfoot Miami. That's right.
1: So
2: uh, yeah, like he's the original Florida man. That's right. This beast, <laughs> he got mixed in with the cocaine cowboys. He like showed up on the beach, and there were just bales of marijuana. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> you need help. I need money. This beast has become known that's as how he set up his beef jerky company. <laughs> there you go. That's right, with the help of the cocaine cowboys. This beast has become known as the skunk ape version of Bigfoot. But being from Florida, I would probably call it the Skank Ape. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because it's true. Escape
1: for a PC.
0: <laughs> Back in the early 70s, the small town of Fawk was terrorized one night by a hairy creature that stood seven feet tall and three feet across with claws and red eyes. It reportedly stalked and attacked a family with the husband and some hunting buddies getting shots off, but no kill. The 1972 cult thriller, the Legend of Boggy Creek was based on the story. Again, the creature is known as the Falk Monster.
3: <laughs> what the fuck? Uh, yeah, dude.
2: <laughs> God Almighty, there's so many jokes there, but I'm just going to let them <laughs> hang in the air for a minute for all of our listeners.
0: Uh, it's not often that we leave the low-hanging
2: fruit no, there. but uh, no.
0: Well, we go back to wiener size. Mm-hmm. You know, he may not have been a Falk monster. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> Although a sock monster, that's what
2: the ladies always told me. It's not the sock. Wait, wait, wait! <laughs> wait no, wrong episode. No, wrong
1: episode. No, <laughs> no, never
2: mind. They
0: were always like, "Oh wow, dude, you're huge." Oh. <laughs> is that what they say? No, mm-hmm. not at all. There are plenty of international Bigfoot legends as well. In China, there are a slew of Bigfoots. Most notably, the Yeren. The Yeren, huh? The Yeren. I always thought it was the Yeti. The Yeti is from the Himalayas. Uh, no, is, uh, okay, I don't know, but.
1: That's uh, the Yaren's his cousin. That's His right. Chinese
0: yeah. cousin. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Yaren. But <laughs> <It's> his name is
2: <laughs> the Yeti named Aaron, and they just got it wrong. <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> the Chinese wild man, wild man of Shennongjia, man monkey, and man bear are all interchangeable for this particular creature. God, that was not very, like, I don't know, imaginative I mean, I, I, names. I think it's just the translation from yeah. Chinese into man bear. Man bear. Yeah. Man bear pig. Man bear pig. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly yeah. what I thought of. First accounts of Yeren date back 3,000 years ago in the mountains of western China. In 1977, some communist officials reported seeing one and launched a full-on government-funded investigation. Nothing conclusive came to light, but Hmm. the legend still lives today. And then you have what I'm envisioning as Mikey's favorite version of the Bigfoot. It's from Australia, and it is called the Yowie.
3: Yowie! There it is. That's been Mikey's go-to noise for about the last three or four months. Yeah, I love it.
0: (laughs) Yowie! <laughs> the first stories of the Yowie, the first, <laughs> the first, first, stories
2: of the Yowie involved a man with a hammer and a thumb that <laughs> was planted in the wrong place. He saw
1: a Bigfoot and smashed his thumb. <laughs> Yowie!
0: The first stories of the Yowie were conveyed from Aboriginal tribal elders to explorers and missionaries back in the 1820s and 30s. The name comes from the Aboriginal Yui which means dream spirit. Yowies are reported to be as tall as 12 feet, Dang. with arms almost reaching the ground, tan, black, gray, or white hair covering black skin, and yellow or red eyes. The last sightings of these were in the 1970s.
1: Okay. They so just, But it's been popping up on every continent all around? Pretty much, and, yeah. yeah. It's like, like the the
2: flood story. Every, every civilization has their own flood story, their flood disaster.
0: This is theirs, the Yowie. The Yowie, yeah. yeah. So just to put it in perspective, people all over the world believe in some sort of Bigfoot. But being in the U.S., we usually visualize the one that was seen in the famous Patterson-Gimlin film. The Patterson-Gimlin film, also known as the Patterson film, or for real hardcore uh, Bigfoot nerds, the PGF.
2: Oh, yeah. Uh, yes. PGF. And, Rocker a, and Gamble film. That's right. <laughs>
1: You're
0: down with PGF. Yeah,
1: yeah you know me. It's, a, it's a good. It's a, it's a, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: It's, <laughs> it's the best. the best of all the videos (laughs) it is and it's an american short motion picture of an unidentified subject that the filmmakers have said was a bigfoot the footage was shot in 1967 in northern california and has since been subjected to many attempts to authenticate it or debunk it the footage was filmed alongside bluff creek a tributary of the claymath river about 25 miles northwest of orleans california in del norte county on the six rivers national forest as the story goes in the early afternoon of Friday, October 20th, 1967, Patterson and Gimlin were riding northeast upstream on horseback along the east bank of Bluff Creek. At some time between 115 and 140, they came to an overturned tree with a large root system at a turn of the creek, almost as high as a room. When they rounded it, there was a log jam, or a crow's nest, left over from the flood of 1964, and there they spotted the figure behind it nearly simultaneously." It was either crouching beside the creek to their left or standing there on the opposite bank. Gimlin later described himself as in a mild state of shock after first seeing the figure. Patterson initially estimated its height at 6 feet 6 inches to 7 feet and later raised his estimate to about 7 feet 6 inches, so... The fish keeps getting bigger that he caught, right? Yeah. Every time you tell it, it you know gets another three f- inches, four inches. He
2: started know. out Michael Jordan height, ended up Yao Ming height.
0: <laughs> That's right, Yao 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 Ming,
2: Yao
3: Ming.
0: The film shows what Patterson and Gillen claimed was a large, hairy, bipedal ape-like figure with short, silvery brown or dark reddish brown or black hair covering most of its body, including its prominent breasts. Oh, it was a girl. Yes. Oh, yes. It was her. a female Bigfoot. Yeah,
1: mm-hmm. big badge.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah, imagine the
0: trim job that thing needed. Oh, oh man. man!
1: And if they've got big badges, but they have small penises,
3: that's,
0: that's why they're hot dogs they're down angry. hallways. That's why they're, they're <laughs> irritable. That's right. They're all sexually frustrated. <laughs> Patterson estimated he was about twenty-five feet away from the creature at its closest. Patterson said that his horse reared upon sensing the figure, and he spent about twenty seconds getting off the saddle, controlling the horse, and getting around to the other side than getting his camera from the saddlebag before he could run towards the figure while operating his camera. <laughs> That's ballsy, bro. <laughs> well, here's the kicker. He yells, cover me, to Gimlin, meaning get the gun out. Yeah, all right. Gimlin crossed the creek on horseback after Patterson had run well beyond it, riding on a path somewhere to the left of Patterson's and somewhat beyond his position. He estimates that he came within 60 to 90 feet of the aptly named Patty. Patty! Patty, Patty is the name. Patty.
1: Yeah. That's right. Makes me think of the Simpsons sister,
0: Patty.
3: Oh yeah, Patty and Selma. Uh Is that Patty? Yeah, Patty. I was thinking Patty mayonnaise from Doug, but
0: then rifle in hand, he dismounted, but did not point his rifle at the creature. The figure had walked away from them to a distance of about 120 feet before Patterson began to run after it. Patty had a
2: mean pimp walk on her too, bro.
0: (laughs) She was just strolling away.
2: She gave that side eye like, bring it, bitch. She had that (laughs) swagger. It's
0: funny how they describe the look. The resulting film is initially quite shaky, to your point, buddy, early on, until Patterson got about 80 feet from the figure. At that point, the figure glances over its right shoulder at the men, and Patterson fell to his knees. A dude that researched it with the last name Krantz, he has a map, and it corresponds to frame 264 in the film, of the whole kind of chase, right? Okay. To researcher John Green, Patterson would later characterize the creature's expression as one of contempt and disgust. She said, shit. Look at these bitches trying to hit man, on me. y'all you know, fuck my day up. <laughs> just now start- I
1: gotta go back to the tribe and explain what
2: happened. <laughs> I got seen today, y'all. For real. It's just about to get weird, man. They're all gonna start moving up here to Northern California, starting tech companies.
0: <laughs> but yeah, I, I like his description. He said, you know how when the umpire tells you one more word and you're out of the game, that's the way it felt. <laughs> <laughs> and if you look at that video like that, just annoyed yeah. look. Yeah,
1: like, it's like that mom look like that she gives the children. Like, if you say one more fucking mm, word. Yep. Yeah. yeah.
0: Shortly after this point, the steady middle portion of the film begins, containing the famous look back frame 352. Patterson said it turned a total of three times, I think. The other times before the filming began and or while he was running with his finger off the trigger. Shortly after glancing over its shoulder on film, the creature disappeared behind a grove of trees for 14 seconds, then reappeared in the film's final 15 seconds. After Patterson moved 10 feet to a better vantage point, fading into the trees again and being lost to a view at a distance of 265 feet as the reel of film ran out.
3: No, my bitch.
0: <laughs> it's funny though. That exact look is I've I've had that look because it's you ever go
2: like backcountry camping. You find a really great spot, and you're like, "This is why I'm here." And there's nobody around, and then some fucking hippies roll up their little shit tents, and you're like, "Man, fuck, dude, It's only supposed to be me out here in the woods. <laughs> Came out here for my spiritual reawakening, not
1: yours."
0: <laughs> we got mushrooms, dude. Yeah, oh, that's
1: kind of cool. <laughs> Except I'm here with my seven-year-old kid. So
0: that, uh... <laughs> yeah,
2: that, I've seen that before. They have babies, man. It's-
0: yeah. Last time we went camping, Mikey, mm-hmm. that did not go well for me. No. I, I mm. remember
2: hearing the story about yeah, this. Yeah, we
0: had- uh, they You
2: Mike? became the yaoi. Yeah, <laughs> I did.
0: Did we have life straws? Is that what they're called? Uh, we, they have life straws, but we had the different ones. We had the, the other ones that you can just twist on the bottle. Essentially, yeah. You take your bottle of water, dip it in the stream, and then put this cap on, and it mm-hmm. filters all the shit out, right? It's amazing how yeah. well it works. Oh, it's great. Well- we brought liquor and the Mio's, the little flavored yeah. waters. <laughs> you had to keep your, your pack light because it, it was a solid yeah. six mile hike in. Oh, yeah. So uh, I had a lot to drink that Ooh. night and I wound up falling in the fire chest first. Yowie! Yeah. <laughs> and like immediately flipped myself out and had third degree burns on my hands, my head, yeah. my elbows. Had to like, go into the river. It was bad. Oh, yeah. Then they thought I was going to like float down the river. And that was one out. person. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what
2: I was like, that river's about 12 inches deep, bro. I think he's going to be okay.
1: So I wonder if there was like some other campers there that were like maybe, you know, like a quarter of a mile away mm-hmm. or something. They're like, is that a Bigfoot? I swear I just heard a Bigfoot yeah. yell. Ah! <laughs> 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 I'll never forget that, dude. That was
2: actually terrifying. Me either. I had just
0: started a new job, so I showed up Monday morning like wrapped in bandages all over me. They're like, what happened to you? I was like, I stumbled the morning after, and our fire was still hot, and uh, I was cooking breakfast, and I stumbled over a root, and Mm -hmm. I had to catch myself on the fire pit. That's a half truth. Dude, I saw Randy like a week later, and he was looking like a mummy. Like, his arms were all bandaged up. Dude, we were
2: in that little mountain town we were leaving the next day in the parking lot as I pouring like peroxide on his arms and trying to bandage him up it was
3: bad man he looked yeah, like yeah. burnt
1: barbecue
3: yeah right
2: he popped up we immediately just started smacking him like in the movies like honestly it wasn't funny at the time but like going back on it like somebody on fire is just sort of funny because they just you know <laughs> he moved much faster but without any yeah. real sort of sense of like uh you know their surroundings so
0: we had to like beat him like he was an old rug stop drop and roll oh, yeah it was bad I was yeah. so hung over the next day and it was like three miles out yes yeah yes. and I was just hung over with my heavy ass pack and then had to go get <laughs> doused peroxide shit. at the fucking drugstore down the street it was bad yeah and that was the last time you ever
2: went in. shocker huh so you'll never get to see the Bigfoot
0: like I will someday well I guess that's just the price I'll have to pay <laughs> So going back to the uh, Patterson Gimlin film, that entire encounter lasted less than two minutes. Yep, two minutes is what that lasted. And it is by far, it's it's the shot we probably all seen where mm. Bigfoot's walking by, looks over his shoulder at the camera, looking like one of the guitar players at a Chuck E. Cheese band or something. It's like so that. true. Yeah. He did look animatronic.
2: It's just, but it's true though because you think about it. You're like, dude, the camping world is so much more popular now. Like, There's so many. It's hard to go to anywhere where there's not a ton of other fucking campers or yeah. hikers. Or I'm talking like, y'all know me. I've, I'm trying to get in the middle of fucking nowhere. I still always end up at some like weed stanking ass tent with some hippies or whatever. You're like, <laughs> damn it. So the thing is, is that with the advent and the, you know, uh, ubiquity of cell phone cameras and they're like high quality Yes. How are we not seeing more bet or patties? Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. Because they know. They know where the good camps are. <laughs> <Where> nobody's away. <laughs> yeah.
0: So if Bigfoot is real, how do they communicate with each other? Some Bigfoot researchers allege that Bigfoot throws rocks as territorial displays and for communication. Other alleged behaviors include audio blows struck against trees or wood knocking, further alleged to be a source of communication. The suggestion of speech-like vocalizations will seem outlandish to some. Speech as we know it is something that humans assumed was unique to humans. One of the important things this species will demonstrate is that human-like speech is an ability that can arise when an ape species evolves to walk upright, i.e. becomes bipedal, meaning two feet. Humans are bipedal apes. Sasquatches are also bipedal apes. As bipeds, both humans and Sasquatches had the potential to develop the anatomical structures in the neck, face, and brain. Capable of producing speech like sounds. So, we actually have some audio of what have been claimed to be Bigfoot communications. This first clip are sounds recorded by Matt Moneymaker in late autumn of 1994 in Columbiana County, Ohio, near the Ohio River.
2: This is before he won the World Series of Poker, right? <laughs> That's it. Yeah, right. That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> Mr. World Series of Poker yeah. over here. Yeah. sounds kind of like a klaxon to me like the old uh, storm sirens whoa yeah, say like i'm expecting
1: somebody to be like air raid yeah. get into the basement you know it would have
2: been a lot cooler if it was just like he did it one time
0: like he just saw some really cool shit whoa <laughs>
3: <Yo-wee>!
0: <laughs> so there are two animals heard in the clip the unidentified howler in the distance making a series of three long moaning howls the other is a neighbor's dog Yeah. This next clip is a recording obtained in the remote part of the Sierra Nevada Mountains in California. Ron Moorhead can be heard in the foreground shouting to imitate one of the animals. He tries to encourage the animal to continue making sounds.
3: Oh, okay, I just
0: it right <laughs> All right. So, first time <laughs> I listened to that, I kind of love it, to be honest. First <laughs> time what the I, fuck? Yeah. <laughs> what? First the fuck? time I thought it or I heard it. First thing I thought it was a drunk Cajun dude in the woods. Yeah, <laughs> oh, that's
2: what well, I pictured. Oh, oh. It me Bobby Timbador. I've been in the woods for many a day.
1: It's a Bigfoot. Shoot him! Shoot him! him! Got to shoot him right between the eyes. There's a quarter like <laughs> pocket. Get the fuck out of here!
0: This last clip is some of the whoops and knocks that Bigfoots are alleged to use to communicate back and forth. <laughs>
1: It sounds like a bad drum circle. Well, uh, is
2: there a, uh, such a thing as a good drum circle? <laughs> Buddy and I one one time. Yeah, we did. Yeah, they're awful.
3: We, <laughs> we had, had a good time. Yeah. And, uh, they're fun. <laughs> Musically, they're hot trash. Yeah.
0: <laughs> First time we ever did Whippets. Yeah. yeah. Oh, God, it was, wasn't it? Yeah. Ooh, yeah. I like Whippets, too. First time we ever did Whippets. We did yeah. a drum circle at a uh, place in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. That your mom took us to, right That's right, yeah. <laughs> she was off doing her, it was like a, Uh, like a line dancing convention, yeah. And uh, there was a bunch of hippies in the woods with a giant drum circle and a bonfire and Mm -hmm. doing whippets and smoking weed. And that's what you just—that's where we found ourselves.
2: You just heard the yowie hitting his first whippet. (laughs) Oh (laughs) Oh my god!
0: (laughs) 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 Additionally, structures of broken and twisted foliage, seemingly placed in specific areas, have been attributed by some to Bigfoot behavior. In some reports, lodgepole pine and other small trees have been observed to be bent, uprooted, or stacked in patterns such as weaved and crisscrossed, leading some to theorize that they are potential territorial markings. Some instances have also included entire deer skeletons being suspended high in trees. In Washington State, a team of amateur Bigfoot researchers called the Olympic Project claimed to have discovered a collection of nests, and they had primatologists study them with the conclusion being that they may appear to have been created by a primate. Many alleged sightings are reported to occur at night, leading to some speculations that the creatures may possess nocturnal tendencies. However, experts find such behavior untenable in a supposed ape or human-like creature, all known as apes, including humans, and diurnal, with only lesser primates exhibiting nocturnality. Many anecdotal sightings of Bigfoot describe the creatures allegedly observed as solitary, although some reports have described groups allegedly being observed together. I'd like to just immediately... Because I'm an idiot,
2: and I just, when you say nest, I just imagine a big-ass bird's nest with a Bigfoot in it. He's <laughs> just like up there, stepping up in the fucking top of a tree, like,
0: Protecting my eggs. Hey. Eating a deer leg and yeah. then just throwing it off Look the side. Look at me. <laughs> you done with that leg? <laughs> I'm done with a, this fart. You're eating that? <laughs> so there are a couple organizations that have committed themselves to finding out the truth about Bigfoot. One I found was called Bigfoot Field Researchers Organization. They have a website dedicated to documenting Bigfoot sightings and audio files, just like the ones we listen to. Here's some of the information available on their site. Okay. What are the undisputed facts about the Bigfoot Sasquatch mystery? It's a fact that for more than 400 years, people have reported seeing large, hair-covered, man-like animals in the wilderness areas of North America. It is a fact that sightings of these animals continue today. Real or not, these reports are often made by people of impeccable character. Yeah, it's just like when they uh, always hear sightings of uh, horny moms in my neighborhood that are trying to hook up. (laughs) It's just unlikely. (laughs) It is a fact. For over 70 years, people have been finding, photographing, and casting sets of very large, human-shaped tracks. Most are discovered by chance in remote areas. These tracks continue to be found to this day. It is a fact that the cultural histories of many Native American and First Nation peoples include stories and beliefs about non-human peoples in the wild. Many of these descriptions bear a striking resemblance to the hairy, man-like creatures reported today. These are some of the facts.
1: Yeah. Uh, the truth, the whole truth,
2: and nothing uh, but the truth. Yeah, because like, they didn't, like, some other uh, Native American tribes believe that the
0: whole world was, like, on the back of a turtle shell, too? Yeah. That's a fact. <laughs> That's a fact. Yeah. There is, however, much disagreement as to what these facts mean. This is continued from their website. To many, these facts taken together suggest the presence of an animal, probably a primate, that exists today in very low population densities. If true, this species, having likely evolved along humans, became astonishingly adept at avoiding human contact through a process of natural selection. To others, these same facts point to a cultural phenomenon kept alive today through a combination of the misidentification of known animals, wishful thinking and the deliberate fabrication of evidence the bigfoot field researcher organization and its members take the former view yeah the well,
1: government's mm. covering it up man just like the aliens and ufos yeah. and sasquatch i'm like at
2: a certain point you know your entire paycheck depends on you believing this shit so
0: <laughs> yeah you better buy in
3: yeah
2: no it's real they said we're the bigfoot believers
0: organization and believe it or not we believe the bbo that's it <laughs> So they go in to the Patterson-Gimlin film. They said, was the Patterson-Gimlin film ever proven to be a hoax? The short answer, no. But what about the rumors? What about the rumor that one of the people who helped obtain the footage confessed to wearing the costume? There are, in fact, several different stories involving people who claimed to be or were suspected to be the man in the costume.
1: I did see an interview with the guy Gimlin, uh not the guy that ran after with the camera. One so one of the guys. Yep. And he basically looks like a ranch hand who's like deals with horses all the time and it's just like we were out there and we saw it. And I think that if everybody would just go back out there with an open mind, I think we would discover some more bigfoots. I'm like why didn't you go back out there yeah. and find more Bigfoots?
3: Like- and there are
2: a lot of people out there with open minds, minds so open that their brains have rolled clean <laughs> out of their heads. And we still haven't found another one. Although it is I mean, the video it looks okay. It's a good it's a good costume. Yeah, yeah I mean, nineteen sixty seven That's some high movie shit. Like I've seen some like, I mean, honestly, I've watched a recent movie I found on Amazon Prime just because it's like dumpster diving because there's so many shitty movies on Amazon Prime and it was a search for the Yeti and it had meatloaf (laughs) and it was meatloaf trying to find the Yeti and the Yeti looked much less real than a 1967 (laughs) independent film by a ranch hand.
0: Tired of commercials in the middle of your asshole court episodes? You want to say in the next show subject or the next conspiracy we discuss? Well, now you can. Go to patreon.com/ahcpodcast. Get those ad-free shows you want, get some input on who you want to hear about and become internet famous with a shout-out on one of our shows. We've even got stickers and swag to show off to all your friends and you'll get new conspiracy court episodes as well. Go to patreon.com/ahcpodcast to find us today. So why haven't we found the remains of a Bigfoot that died of natural causes? Exactly. They never die. <laughs> Their short answer is because we have never looked for these kinds of remains. Okay. No uh, serious work <laughs> has ever been done to look for the remains of surviving wood apes in areas that they are rumored to reside. No one should expect remains of such an elusive species to be found, collected, and identified without some effort. Dude,
2: look at the dinosaur bones we find you, uh, all that's the time.
1: Saying, you know, and there was also, the, I saw this one, um... Uh, anthropologist uh, who was up in Idaho, and he was like, "I've seen the evidence, and I know." Like, let's just say, you know, if if I'm being liberal, I would say just here in Idaho, there's a hundred Sasquatch, all right, and there's about three hundred black bear in this area, but nobody ever sees the black bear. They're they're called the the uh the shadow of the forest for a reason. You don't ever see a black bear carcass anywhere you go. That's because they're elusive, and the Bigfoots are even more elusive.
2: Yeah, but people see black bears like a lot more
1: we have actually seen them yeah, you yeah. know like we've actually found their bones well and then they're and talking
2: about like no one's ever really looked i'm like dude we found like a 12 year old like a native girl that was in the bottom of an underwater cave in mexico <laughs> like I'm, it from like it was like 3,000 years ago you know what i'm saying you're like they weren't i mean come on dude and they're you're finding saying, that stuff i'm pretty sure that bigfoot society is gonna find this big old you know whatever
1: and the human just human nature is like you know like once people have enough money and just free time like they're going to go after whatever they want to go after there's have to have been in the history of humankind enough people that have searched for Sasquatch and we still haven't found anything Mm -hmm.
0: so the website continues very few remains of ancient wood apes have ever been found in Asia where they were much more abundant millions of gigantos a branch of the wood ape (laughs) I love it Lived and died in Asia over the ages. Now that's the name I'd want. Giganto. Bigfoot Giganto.
3: Yowie!
0: All the remaining physical evidence we have on them could fit into a few shoeboxes. Fossils of any land animal are very rare. Remains do not become fossilized very often, but unless that happens, all the remains will, in time, become completely reabsorbed into the ecosystem. There would be remains of animals everywhere if remains were not naturally recycled, including bones and teeth. We find bones, teeth, and shit like that all the all time. All the time. Yeah.
1: Even from 500 million years ago. Like- and I love how they pointed out a shoe box for Bigfoot. Shaq's <laughs> like shoe. yeah. I was about to say, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Better
2: have a couple
0: shoeboxes. They got a couple feet, don't they? Fossils or preserved bones of wood apes may exist in the Americas, but they will be exceedingly rare. Because these animals are rare to begin with, and only a tiny fraction of that population will die in locations and soils that will preserve bones somehow. Odds are slim at best that any bones which are normally fragmentary will be found, collected, and identified unless a focused effort is made to look for them. Until efforts are made in many places over a long period of time, no one's scratching their head wondering why we don't have any physical remains. Next question. Yeah. How come there's no Bigfoot roadkill? good question the short answer Bigfoots are extremely rare and extremely cautious so much so that the odds of a roadkill have not caught up with any yet only a very small fraction of thousands <laughs> of credible sightings were- I, I just imagined a fucking Bigfoot
2: like crushing Nissan Leaf <laughs> like- I mean, just came in the front end of that thing. See, that's the thing, is because they're so cautious, but they didn't
0: hear that electric car sneak up on his ass. Zzzz.
1: Scared the shit out of
0: him. I actually have a story at the end of the podcast that will allude to some Bigfoot roadkill. Okay. Okay.
3: Okay.
0: Only a very small fraction of the thousands of credible sighting reports describe near misses with vehicles. No substantiated reports describe a collision with Bigfoot. Every other large mammal in North America is far more abundant than Bigfoots. Hundreds of near-misses happen with other animals before an animal is hit. Some species are hit more often than others. Deer often get dazzled in the headlights and stand paralyzed in the path of trucks. Bigfoots seem far more intelligent than that. Those who have gotten closest to Bigfoots say an analogy of an intelligent ape is not as accurate as hair-covered Aboriginal man. Around humans, their typical behavior is to flee or hide, and then try to stay out of view, or at least in the shadows, near people or moving vehicles. Many roadside sightings describe them hanging back in the shadows of a tree line and waiting for the vehicle to pass before crossing the road. So they are intelligent. They wait for the cars to pass before they cross the
1: road. <laughs> they look both ways before they
2: cross right. the road. Yeah, they got a Bigfoot crossing guard for their Bigfoot school. <laughs> Not yet, buddy.
0: Not safe.
2: <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> Don't worry. You've only got a couple years in this school.
0: <laughs> In almost all those sightings, a passenger spotted the figure first. Because of that, it's reasonable to extrapolate that a whole lot more lone drivers never notice when this behavior occurs because the driver's attention is usually on the road ahead. Waiting for a vehicle to pass before stepping out of the shadows to cross merely demonstrates the same pattern of cautious behavior they exhibit in other encounters with humans. So they're basically like the Where's Waldo of the woods? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. And you can't spot it if you're driving, but if you're a passenger, you might be able to see Waldo. You know, it would be fucking awesome is if they got Bigfoot, the monster truck and drove it up through like yeah. Klamath River <laughs> and like the Bigfoots all came to the side of the road with
3: like
2: <laughs> their coolers Bigfoot.
0: and fucking headbands.
2: Big. on. Yeah. Yeah. Or if it was the first uh roadkill was from the Bigfoot killing the Bigfoot. I just I love, how, awesome. I love how they just project, to. They're like, we've never seen this. We don't know anything about it, but it's a fucking genius.
1: 100%. <laughs> it's so smart. We don't know how big its brain is, but it's a fucking genius. Yeah,
0: yeah. It's definitely probably already knows calculus. <laughs> <laughs> so everything we've talked about to this point shows the true possibility of Bigfoot being real. Now let's look into the research that's been done to prove that Bigfoot is in all actuality, most likely a big fat scam. Mm-hmm. Oh, Oh, a scam, too. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. In 1958, the Humboldt Times, a local newspaper in Northern California, published a story about the discovery of giant, mysterious footprints near Bluff Creek, California. In the story, they referred to the creature that made them as Bigfoot, according to Smithsonian Magazine. Bigfoot curiosity grew rapidly during the second half of the 20th century after an article in True Magazine, published in December of 1959, described the 1958 discovery. The footprints near Bluff Creek were a prank by a man named Ray Wallace. His children revealed after his death in 2002, uh, according to the Smithsonian Magazine. An earlier example is the late Rant Mullins, who was a logger in Toledo, Washington. Dude, Rant Mullins, the logger? That's right. (laughs) That motherfucker will beat your ass. Yeah, That's right. And he seemed pretty funny, too. In 1982, he admitted to carving giant feet out of wood, And using them to make tracks with the help of a friend in the 1920s. Yeah, Yeah. this
1: is just like the uh, uh, crop circles. Crop circles, Yeah, yeah, exactly.
0: This built on the legend of ape like men decades before Wallace's footprints helped make Bigfoot a phenomenon. There are also 21st century examples of Bigfoot hoaxes. In 2008, two men from Georgia claimed to have a complete frozen Bigfoot specimen that they found on a hike. Their Bigfoot turned out to be a gorilla costume. Nice. Uh huh. When alleged Bigfoot samples are subject to vigorous scientific analysis, they typically turn out to be from ordinary sources. For example, in 2014, a team of researchers led by the late geneticist Brian Sykes from the University of Oxford in England conducted genetic analysis on 36 hair samples claimed to belong to Bigfoot or the Yeti, that similar ape-like creature said to exist in the Himalayas. Almost all of the hairs turned out to be from known animals such as cows, raccoons, deer, and humans. However, two of the samples closely match an extinct Paleolithic polar bear, uh, Live Science previously reported. These samples may have come from an unknown bear species or a hybrid of modern bears, but they were from a bear and not a primate. I
2: mean, but do you want to believe a rancher or a fur expert? I'm just saying. <laughs> right. I'm from just Oxford. saying, yeah. yeah,
0: it's a highfalutin ivory tower bullshit. <laughs> the study of genetics proves another reason to doubt the existence of Bigfoot. A single creature can't breed and maintain a population, much less a species. For Bigfoot to be viable, it would need to have a population or populations large enough to avoid inbreeding and low genetic diversity, or else face extinction. The existence of multiple Bigfoot increases the chance that only one would be killed by a hunter, or hit by a motorist on a highway, or even found dead, by accident, disease, or old age, by a hiker or some farmer at some point, Yet no bodies have ever been found. Mm-hmm. Or a team of leaf drivers. That's true. That's right.
3: <laughs> Got his ass.
2: Got his ass the whole time. That's you all totaled it my car. <laughs> it was worth it. It shit was only like 8,000 bucks, Steve. <laughs> you hit a bear, dumbass. Fuck, <laughs> it could be a
0: Bigfoot, though. Let's Let's rearrange its bones. People do occasionally claim to find bones or other large body parts. For an example, a man in Utah discovered what he thought was a fossilized Bigfoot skull in 2013. Paleontologists confirmed that the skull was simply an odd weathered rock. <laughs> <laughs> bum bum ba, bum wow. Somebody
1: about spit on his microphone. It's an old rock. It reminds me of uh, in Shawshank Redemption where they're trying to find rocks. That's spray. an old horse <laughs> apple. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> <laughs>
2: Look at this goddamn skull I found, Betsy. She's like, I think that's a rock, idiot. Shut up, bitch. He said, well, you'll find out. I'm going to take it up
0: to the university tell you what's up, you dumb whore. I'm the reason that I have this house. With all the stories swirling around, the FBI once did a small investigation on some samples sent to them. Okay. In 1976, the FBI began their file on Bigfoot. That year, Director Peter Byrne of the Bigfoot Information Center and and Exhibition in the Dulles, Oregon, sent the FBI about 15 hairs attached to a tiny piece of skin. Byrne wrote that his organization couldn't identify what kind of animal it came from and was hoping the FBI might analyze it.
2: (laughs) These are just ass hairs.
0: (laughs) From your wife. (laughs) (laughs) From your wife. Awesome. He also wanted to know if the FBI had analyzed suspected Bigfoot hair before, and if so, what the bureau's conclusion was.
1: <laughs> I'm going to send you these hairs, but also I want all your evidence yeah. on. Uh... I like to
2: imagine J. Edgar Hoover with like a fucking <laughs> magnifying
1: glass. Nope, another ass hair. God damn it.
0: These sure are indeed pubic hairs.
1: <laughs> JFK keeps on sending me pubic hairs and ass hairs. <laughs> he said, so This
2: is just Smith's hair off his big ass foot. <laughs> Nasty bastard.
0: Jay Cochran Jr., assistant director of the FBI's Scientific and Technical Services Division, wrote back to Byrne that he couldn't find any evidence of the FBI analyzing suspected Bigfoot hair and that the FBI usually only examined physical evidence related to criminal investigations.
2: That's an e- that's like a, a letter he said out loud as he typed it to everybody in his office. <laughs> Dear sir, no, we have never found Bigfoot. We've never examined Bigfoot hairs,
0: period. Also, <laughs> still, it sometimes made exceptions in the interest of research and scientific inquiry, and Cochran said he'd made such an exception for Byrne. Unsurprisingly... Cochran found that the hair didn't belong to Bigfoot. Oh, in, surprise, in early, surprise. Yeah, In early 1977, he sent the hair back to Bern, along with his scientific conclusion, these hairs are of a deer family origin. Oh. And four decades later, the Bureau declassified its Bigfoot file about the analysis. Yep, and that's what they wanted you to believe. hmm And then there was the guy in 2012 that thought he was going to make his own Bigfoot story. Okay. A Montana man who is apparently trying to trigger a Bigfoot sighting by dressing up in a costume and darting out onto a dark stretch of highway was struck and killed by two passenger cars.
2: See? <laughs> See? That's there the thing, is. man. There is the Bigfoot roadkill I talked about. The Bigfoot about. <laughs> is smarter than man.
0: <laughs> Randy Lee Tenley, 44, of Kalispell, Montana. Of course his name is Randy. Randy, of course. <laughs> so i was going to try to breeze through that. But. Not a very
2: smart Randy. Yeah. yeah much different it goaded on by his friend mikey and buddy (laughs) (laughs) randy ran across the
0: street in a in an ape costume in our first youtube video (laughs)
3: uh
0: apparently tenley was uh wearing a ghillie suit at the time it's a camouflage outfit sometimes used by military snipers or hunters designed to resemble dense thick foliage and uh, militia nerds who like to pretend that they're snipers, too. <laughs> militia LARPers. That's it. <laughs> oh,
2: bro. I'm a fucking sniper, bro. I bought this ghillie suit off of
1: Amazon. <laughs> I'm going to go paintballing later.
0: <laughs> what we know so far is that we had a couple of guys out allegedly trying to prompt a sighting of Bigfoot. Montana Highway Patrol Lieutenant Colonel Bitch Hughesby told the LA Bitch? <laughs> the <that on> bitch. <laughs> Damn it. His name's Butch. Butch, <laughs> Butch Hughesby, man. <laughs> Butch Hughesby. We're leaving that in. Sorry, right, Butch. <laughs> yeah, my bad. The
2: he officer, said, "I'm the toughest son of a bitch ever," <laughs> and these fucking assholes over there are trying to make me out to be some sort of bitch. My
1: name's Bitch Butch. Bitch. <laughs> Did I stutter, <laughs> Bitch? <laughs>
0: <laughs> officer Bitch added, "This is one of the dumbest things I've ever seen. Really." but it was no doubt a frightening sight for the teenage girl who was driving down a oh, two-lane highway in a Nissan Leaf at about 10:30 <laughs> near Flathead Lake in northwestern Montana that's when Tensley dressed in the camo stepped out onto the roadway officials say <laughs> the girl's car struck Tenley who was then struck by a second car also driven by a teenage girl uh, oh, double up the victim uh, was pronounced uh. dead at the scene
1: double tapped yeah inc- i'll be honest
2: once i got over the immediate shock of having to hit a dude in a gorilla suit i wouldn't give a fuck man <laughs>
1: like it's your own dumb
0: ass fault better have insurance man because i got to replace this nissan leaf <laughs> at the time of the article the incident remained under investigation including whether the men involved were drinking at the time
1: <laughs> i was about to say it sounds like somebody got drunk yep, the and-
0: answer <laughs> is yes and whether uh, the drivers were any way culpable he added that the teenage drivers, assuming they're unfamiliar with military camouflage, probably had no idea what they were seeing. And they might indeed have thought they were seeing Bigfoot or Sasquatch. For somebody who's never seen a ghillie suit, they look absolutely odd. You would not understand what you were looking at, especially in the dark. Going could, like 60 miles an hour. Yeah. yeah, They're
2: literally meant to hide so you can <laughs> shoot people from afar. So it's like it would be only slightly worse if he had an invisible suit. (laughs) Somehow he invented the technology to be completely invisible and then thought that that would be a grand idea.
0: The suit goes from head to toe. You would look at it and think, what in the world is that? Tenley was with a buddy at the time and the friend told the authorities what the pair was up to. And that, boys, is Bigfoot. Oh, wow. Wow. Yep. Well. Yeah, see, you know, I have
1: problems with it. You know, I've heard like the rumors where, you you know, um, that bears that like maybe when they injure their paws, like if they injure one of their front paws or something like that, they will literally stand up and start walking as opposed so that they don't injure Mm -hmm. their paws even more. And I mean, to me, that's what Bigfoot sound like is that, you know, guys sitting around a campfire drinking, something like that. They see something big walking Mm -hmm. up on two feet. Must be a Sasquatch, and you know, to me, I think it's more likely that they're bears if they're seeing anything at all.
3: Yeah.
1: Um. But I also did see on Hulu right now there is a documentary series called Sasquatch. It's three episodes, mm-hmm. and I've only caught the first episode of it. I know Mikey's seen probably all of it, mm-hmm. but they talk about how up in the Pacific Northwest there's a lot of uh, pot farms up there, and they tend to be in more of the remote areas. Oh, yeah. And, you know, because they want to have their privacy, they don't want anybody else coming up on in the middle of their weed farms. But because they're so remote out there, they're starting to encroach on the Sasquatch's territory. Ah. So now the Sasquatches, you know, they're a little bit mad that they're coming in on their territory. They go out to the weed farms and they're like, you'll see all the top, like the tops of the weed plants. They're like 10 foot tall. And, you know, they just kind of grab the top of them and like eat them like corn, you know, and, you know, it's good. They get a little bit of food. But they also get a buzz, you know. So, like, they're really happy about it.
2: <laughs> I love that everybody just projects their own emotions onto it.
0: You know, and they're pretty chill. Yeah, caught a buzz. Just yeah. sat up by a log. Super by the smart. <laughs>
2: Super smart. Also loves to smoke weed, you know. Who loves really? beef jerky.
0: So Don't let the- mom see the weed you brought back from the farm, <laughs> sass. Little foot. Little squatch. Yeah, that's
1: yeah. it. You know, but they talk about in that the, the whole, I think, the driver for the whole series is that this guy goes out to a weed farm that he's working with his friend. And after like the first day, they're hanging with the, the owner of the pot farm. And one of the the workers comes in and he's just like frazzled. He's like, I wasn't like right next to him, but I basically heard they went out to the property. They saw that there was three bodies that were completely mangled, like body parts ripped off and stuff like that. And that it was the Sasquatch that did it mm-hmm. and so that's like you know murder and mayhem on the pot farm yep. by the Sasquatch you know and so that's the whole driver for this series and I'm like really that's like it sounds like, like a bear yeah, yeah. you know yeah. so
2: I was gonna say watch the rest of the series um, but also uh, the it's possible that he instead of going to the pot farm went to a meth lab <laughs> and that a uh, meth raged out uh, squatch. Got tired of stripping down some old truck for wires and decided <laughs> that he was gonna tear a human being apart. I don't know.
1: There it's, is a story about there was um, meth squatch. <laughs> about to say meth squatch. Well, there's cocaine smugglers that would fly over the Appalachian mountains and they would drop packages off, and people on the ground would pick them up and you know, distribute them. But one of the one of the packages ended up getting missing. And it was like it, they came back to find out that a black bear had opened up like a kilo of coke and ate it oh. and ran around for like an hour. And they were like just they were saying like for like one hour, this was the most deadly apex predator on the planet. Yeah. and But finally, the bear's heart burst open yeah. and oh, exploded. Yeah. And they have them in some kind of museum in Kentucky or something like that. Yeah, Lawrence Taylor. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
2: Lawrence Taylor was like, that ain't shit. He was the most deadly (laughs) apex predator after a solid weekend of smoking crack and hooking up with underage chicks.
0: (gasps) I wonder what that museum's like, too. Oh, it's a history of myth brought (laughs) to you by Kentucky. (laughs) He said, come see us after you get done with Dollywood.
2: (laughs) yeah, I love the Appalachians. I'm like, there's motherfuckers everywhere dude. they're gonna there's no
1: fucking bigfoot in the in the Appalachians, not in Florida, but in the Pacific Northwest Mikey has hopes i I like I, said, I don't I don't believe it and
2: actually what's really got me, which was a really great argument that I haven't heard before, but which makes absolute perfect sense, is population size. And the uh, the need for a certain size to avoid genetic inbreeding, right? Sure. Because I have heard this about other species, and they, uh, you know, it happens a lot. Like if, if they had it with like cougars and stuff like that, where they're like, it becomes a real problem if the population dwindles down to a certain amount, because then and they
0: just have to scissor. They're
2: all fucking their cousins. <laughs> And they all end up looking like the Habsburg <laughs> dynasty from the, the Spanish kings, where these like the end was like, hey, "I'm a king and I think I can't take nothing. So, uh, and when I heard that, I was like, "Yeah, I'm done."
3: Yeah, that that's makes sense. That's pretty much, dude.
2: If they are so elusive that there's only
1: like seven of them out there, he said there's like a hundred in Idaho, bro. That's not enough, right? Well, that one of the guys in the Sasquatch series was saying. He was like. If, I mean, if you take a plane from San Francisco all the way to Anchorage, there is nothing but woods. All right. Mm-hmm. You see this little small, little population densities, but it's nothing but woods. And I'm telling you, man, it's full Sasquatch. And yeah. they just know where to stay away from, man. Yeah. They just do. But I watch Mountain
2: Men, too. And there's all
0: sorts of motherfuckers that are out there by themselves doing trapping and shit. <laughs> oh, shit. Take a plane from Atlanta to Lexington, Kentucky. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? it's There's nothing but woods there. Can you
2: imagine being that trapper, though, that's up in the Pacific Northwest and gets the first squatch on his line?
0: <laughs> fucking paid, bro. Yeah. You are
2: fucking paid.
0: Turns out it's a deer. That's or it. With an odd shaped rock in its paw.
2: Yeah, if it's a legitimate squatch, some rapper is gonna buy that suit. That 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 first suit. Fur. It'll be Birdman with the full squatch suit for the first time. I got the Sasquatch NFT, yeah. man. He <laughs> said, "I got that. I got that squatch fur, standing there with squatch fur and a stack of, uh, of dollar bills that looks like a cinder block." <laughs> Watch for so uh, let's yeah. get some
0: Final scores here buddy what do you uh, What do you got for the legend of Bigfoot and it's it's thought of Being true
1: man as we've just kind of Gone over in this whole thing Throughout the course of this episode It hasn't made me think that they Really are here you know I've only Heard stuff that actually pushes me Further uh, down the spectrum to believe That they they do not exist especially Like Mikey said and like Randy Pointed out yeah like there would have To be a very diverse population of Them to keep on going uh, otherwise they would all die out and we would still find some kind of evidence of them at some point. There's just three squatch tards.
0: <laughs> you can't use to- the S word.
1: just happened. <laughs> squatch tard.
3: <Yeah!
2: laughs> <'cause that's>, uh, <laughs> they
1: actually were super intelligent beings but they've been narrowed down to such a point where they just go whoop whoop. Yeah, They now have a meeting every once a year. It's like the <laughs> Yowie, the <Yeah>. Bigfoot and... <laughs> They just get together. You good. Me good. All right. So, yeah, no, I, you know, considering that I haven't heard anything that has made me believe it anymore. Actually, the opposite. I've got to bump it up just a little bit. So my final believability score on this is going to be a 10.0. Okay. Right. I do not believe in Bigfoot, a.k.a. Squatch, mm-hmm. a.k.a. Small Dick. Um, It's Ew. just I, I I, can't get behind it. can so. get into it. All 10.0. All right.
2: 10.0.
0: And what does Bigfoot's dick smell like? Uh. Well, you heard the one description was like rancid, like you've been rolling around in trash or something. <laughs> <What>? And imagine in <laughs> Florida with that hair on, uh, see, like oh, and sweat, sweat and sweat I just and always remember that line. Ass to the hilt. <laughs> that line
2: from uh, Anchorman. Remember where they were talking about his cologne, and they were like, "That girl goes, oh, it smells like Bigfoot's dick." <laughs> I was like, "What?" <laughs> it's the most random line in a movie ever. <laughs> Um, but, yeah, no, I'm in the same boat, man It's just, like I said, would love for it to be true Would love for there to be Some, some Squatch that comes out And then, like, he, he can Become a jeans model or something <laughs> Like, some big-ass <laughs> Levi's On, it would be rad Especially if he's, like, a super chill dude And was just some, like, hippie-ass, like, ape. Like, Harry and the Hendersons. Like, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: Comes like, in for an interview, but it's, like, kind of blacked out. He's like, yes, me and my people exist. Yeah. We've yeah. been watching you guys for many years.
2: Yeah. We've been avoiding you for a while.
1: <laughs> we saw what y'all did to That's the Indians and right. decided to run. Dude. Uh, Yeah, but I'm going to go, honestly, I'll,
2: I'm going
0: to go with 10.0 as well.
2: I just don't, don't buy it, man.
0: It's a shame. Yep. All right, so I'm kind of of the same ilk. I, you know, one of the big things as I was reading and doing the research for the show is you get on these websites of people that have devoted a lot of time. Sure, there's got to gotta be a certain stuff. point where they're checking themselves too. Like oh. I, I don't know if if there is. I mean, yeah. I think it's these religion are like, at that. Point they're I mean. full, yeah. all in on this is real. I'm going to prove it, mm-hmm. and the way they kind of back channel. All the the hoax yeah. claims, you know, and like well, it's because we've never found any carcasses. Doesn't yeah. mean they're there because they're so smart. Yeah, we've never, um, you know, seen one hit by a car because mm-hmm. they hide in the shadows and wait yeah. for the cars to pass. <laughs> they you know? look both ways. Well, yeah. I mean, if you ever want a prime example of that, where
2: there's that movie on Netflix called like Behind the Curve, which is about the flat earthers, and oh, they, it's they, great, they, it's amazing. And the one thing that stood out for me was when they saved up or they got enough donations to get like the scientific equipment to see if there was rotation of the earth based on the satellite or whatever it is. I can't even, I I can't explain it. I don't really remember. But again, it checked up the science equipment was like, yeah, this is curved. And they were like, Nope, this is wrong. There's something yeah. wrong like with at this. At that machine. point, they like, you should be like, oh shit. Yeah. But they literally were just like, no. This, they double uh, down at that this point. 30000 dollars we just spent on this equipment. Well, this equipment's fucked up. Not it's our faulty. thought. It's yeah. faulty. Yeah.
1: Uh-huh. The, I mean, that's the definition of an echo chamber right there. Yeah. You
2: know, like you literally cannot accept that you're wrong at that point. And yeah.
0: it, it kind of goes back to of just that thought of how many societies over the eons of time have created these myths. Yeah, right? sure. Like, we talked about early on just for thousands of years, the Chinese thought they got, you know, that the year end, you know, mm-hmm. um, hieroglyphics on caves show some pretty crazy drawings of like stick men yeah. stabbing demons and shit like, you know, it's just part of evolution of man and yeah. how, how cultures kind of play out. So my final score, I am at a nine point five okay. with uh, the non believability okay. that okay. Bigfoot is real. All
3: right. All right.
0: So Randy believes in Bigfoot. No, i <laughs> .5 more than Mikey or, or Buddy.
1: All right. With a 10.0 from Buddy, a 10.0 from Mikey, and a 9.5 from Randy, the unbelievability
0: that Bigfoot is real scored a 9.8. Here in conspiracy court. All right. 9.8. Pretty high. Yeah. The scale of non-believability. Yeah. Yeah. And if you want to uh, try to fact check us, go ahead and waste your time. Because
2: uh, fact, people believe in Bigfoot. Fact, people have always believed in Bigfoot. Fact, it would be awesome if Bigfoot was real and wore
0: Levi jeans in a Levi's commercial. (laughs) That's awesome. All right, we hope you guys enjoyed this episode of Conspiracy Court. Look, tell your friends about what you're hearing and how much you love it and get them hooked up on Patreon. Patreon.com slash AHCPodcast. Throw that in your browser. Go on, become a member, get the Conspiracy Court shows. Again, stickers going out to all of our fans. I'm sure they're loving them. They told us they did at least. Yeah, they did, absolutely. Absolutely. Because they're fucking rad, dude. Abs- yeah. Yeah. And... Uh, Be on the lookout for the next uh, coming episodes of Asshole Court. We got some really good stuff coming up. Yep. We're also going to be having some polls here in
1: Patreon that are going to help. Y'all are going to help us decide on some upcoming episodes of Asshole Court. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So uh, be on the lookout for that.
0: Absolutely. And until next time, be kind to one another, and we'll see you next time on Conspiracy Court.
3: Yowie!